And here we go. So as I said, um, we're going to start with some prop prep. So take your blanket and unfold it. Look, we're already <laughs> backing up from what we, the progress that we've made. So we're going to unfold our blankets. Uh, so unfold it so that it looks like this. And then we're going to take the folded edge and roll it tightly, mindfully, intentionally towards the fringe edge to make our jelly roll shape. Okay, so we're going to take this shape and you're going to take it like a, maybe a third of the way down the top of your mat and lie back on your jelly roll. So you might adjust a little bit here. So I, I want you to adjust until you can feel the jelly roll pushing up into the bottom of your shoulder blades. So it's creating an arch of your chest away from the floor. Then you might decide to bend the knees or lengthen the tailbone and straighten the legs, placing the heels down, letting the feet widen apart. And if you release the head back and your neck is all, uh-uh, I don't like this, this hurts, this is not relaxing or supportive, then place a second pad beneath the back of your head, either in the form of a blanket, a block, or in my case, I'm going to use my sweater. So lie back, support the head, length along the back of the neck, make adjustments, extend your arms out, palms to face up, and settle in. Invite yourself to your practice. And as you arrive, look around with your eyes closed. <laughs> so what does that mean? What can you see? What surrounds you? Use your other senses. So we might start by surveying the great wide world. What lies beyond these walls? With your eyes closed, can you sense the temperature outside? Whether it's dark or light? sunny or cloudy, wet or dry. And begin to sense or survey the room that you inhabit, 
sense the boundaries of the walls and where you lie in relation to them. Can you feel the texture of the floor of your mat? The temperature of the floor? The temperature of the air surrounding you? Perhaps you can sense other life forms in the room. Perhaps you're practicing with another person or with a pet or with a plant. It's just an inquiry. Then notice any resistance to this practice, to this um, observation of the present moment, any reaction to this exercise. And reflecting on what is. what actions you will take from here, what, what um, thoughts, what emotions are coming up that we would like to let go of, what thoughts, emotions are coming up that you'd like to cultivate. And now let's bring our awareness into our bodies our bodies, ourselves. What are you feeling? Where are you feeling? Recognize the shape that your body is in and how it may be affecting your experience of your practice at this time. So um, I know <laughs> most people who who are attending this Monday morning class uh, are not new to this experience, but we often start class in a seated position. So is there resistance to this new shape? Is there preference? What would you like to let go of? What would you like to cultivate? Settle the shoulder blades downward. Feel the soft skin of your palms. Notice any expression 
in the face. And as I often point out, there may be some expression in the face that is an insight into how you're experiencing this moment. So by softening any furrow at the brow or purse of the lips, is it possible to let go of some of that resistance to arrive more fully in the present? in this position of support, an opportunity for release. Bring your hands onto your, uh, onto your body, one palm spreading on the belly, another palm spreading on the heart space or on the sternum. And now begin to notice the breath. So let these external data collectors, your hands, feel where the body is, where the breath is expanding the body. And then let this this information uh, inform how to deepen your breath, how to make your breath um, more, uh, more bigger, <laughs> how to breathe your whole torso. You may begin the practice of ujjayi pranayama by drawing in the gentle contraction at the back of your throat. And then as you inhale, fill the lungs from bottom, middle to top, expanding first the belly, then the chest. And as you exhale, let the chest fall and then the abdomen. Follow three more breaths like this. Continuously invite yourself back to breath, back to the present moment.
once you've completed three breaths, or maybe four, even with three breaths, I lose track sometimes. Bring your feet to the floor, knees bent towards the ceiling, roll to one side, and push your way up to seated. Move any props off to the side, and we'll come straight into a tabletop position. Plant your wrists below your shoulders, spread your fingers and your palms, knees hip width distance apart, and begin your cat and cow stretches with an inhalation, belly and chest down, tailbone and gaze lift, into the cow pose, and exhale round your spine. Tuck the chin, tuck the tailbone, cat pose. Continue to move through these two shapes with your breath. Collecting data, taking, taking inventory of this moment. <laughs> what and where are you feeling? Slowly, can you begin to expand the range of motion? What's coming up? And then what, what do you want to let go of or release? And how might that inform your movement going forward? So it, that, might uh, that might be that you um, pause in one shape or the other or uh, modify the movements in some way that feels um, perhaps intuitive. Especially for those of us who are comfortable with, our, with these poses, who have uh, familiarity with the basic shapes of yoga, uh, then is there an intuition on how to, how to move to, um, to address your experience as you find it in this moment? Okay, come back to a neutral spine. Walk your knees back, maybe another foot. And then send your hips back towards your heels for an extended child's pose. With the toes tucked under, feel a connection, rootedness from the hands into the earth. Extending the hands, pushing them down, lengthening them forward as the tailbone tucks and weighs back and towards the earth. You might keep the head lifted or release the forehead to the earth. Again, awareness with the breath and with the posture. What is this shape bringing up in this moment? And how is the experience of this moment with this information? How are you going to proceed? And some of what the what uh, I mean here in the preceding, it's not only how am I going to move in the physical body, but how am I going to move in the mental space? How do I find myself talking to myself? How do I find myself reacting to what I'm experiencing? And is that dialogue, that inner dialogue, something that we want to cultivate or something that we want to uh, reroute? Okay, let's inhale to come forward, point the toes, melt the hips down and forward, roll the shoulders back, look up, lift and open the heart, and then exhale, send it back once again 
to the extended child's pose with the toes tucked under. So again, flowing with the breath, inhale, point the toes, sink the pelvis forward, roll the shoulders back, lift and open the heart, exhale, send the hips back. So again, uh, reflect on the experience of these movements and decide what to cultivate and what to leave behind. As you inhale next, come back to the modified uh, pigeon pose, or not pigeon, uh, cobra pose. And then we're just going to start to look over each shoulder. So we're kind of swaying our cobra from side to side. You know, like we're coming up out of the basket, making some hypnotic movement to recognize and open the sides of the body. So how are you going to be your cobra today? Snakes are kind of a polarizing uh, animal, aren't they? Like people either really like snakes or they don't like them, right? I mean, that might not always be true, but I feel like that's often the case. Um, I'm, a, I'm a liker of snakes, by the way. Chin to the floor, arms at your sides. Lengthen the legs back, point the toes, ground through the tops of the feet. <laughs> You'll find out. We'll do some more cobras. That's how much I like snakes. Point back through the toes, tone the muscles of the legs, kneecaps lift up and away from the floor, lengthen back through the tailbone, and then again, plant the wrists by the ribs. Spread your fingers. Shoulder blades on the back, elbows in and back. And then inhale, peel the chin and chest away from the floor for this little baby cobra. So you're just, do cobras come out of eggs? You know, here's my, here's my snake fact. Some snakes are live born. Did you know that? They're reptiles, but some, some snakes don't come out of eggs. Press your feet down. I learned that from a children's book. Shoulders back. Look, mom, no hands. Look, mommy snake. I don't have hands. No snakes have hands. Come on. Lift the chest. Use the strength of the upper back. Soften the face. Breathe your snake. Become your snake. Lengthen back through the legs like you have a long snaky tail. And then slowly lower down. Right cheek to the floor. Arms at your sides. Big toes touch. Heels widen apart. Let the heads of the arm bones melt forward. So there's an expansion and a release of the upper back. Return to your breath. Perhaps your eyes are closed. Your gaze is soft. And what is in the aftermath? What is in um, the wake of your cobra pose? What does this moment present?
Okay, chin back to the floor. Point your toes, ground your feet, tone your cobra tail, strengthen those legs, lengthen back. Uh, frame the ribs with the hands, spread your fingers, shoulders on the back, inhale, peel the chin and chest up. And because we do have arms, we are going to use them for this uh, next version of Cobra Pose. Lifting our chest a little higher, push the hands down, pull the hands back, elbows in towards the side ribs, shoulders down the back, and lengthen up through the crown of your head. So um, as though you're pulling a hood up from the back of your sweatshirt, up over your head. So it's up and forward. So the chin tucks forward as the crown of the head lifts, elbows in, collarbones broad, push back through the toes, lift the kneecaps, keep breathing, soften the edges of your mouth, stick out your forked tongue, be the cobra. And then slowly lower down, left cheek to the floor, arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart. Back to the breath. One more big breath in. And full breath out. Chin on the floor, tuck your toes, Plant your wrists by your ribs, lift your kneecaps up, tone and straighten your legs. Exhale, push up into a plank position. Okay, from plank, we're gonna push the hips up and back to downward facing dog. I think it's time we uh, build up a little bit of heat here. So we'll do some push ups. Mary, are you out there? This is for you. Inhale. Forward to a plank position, shoulders over the wrist. You might come down onto your knees if your hips are sinking below the, uh, below the alignment with your shoulders. Exhale, lower down into chaturanga like a push-up. Inhale, push back up, lifting through the sides of the waistline. Exhale, because we're calling this yoga, we're going to do a down dog in between each push-up. Hands down and forward. That was one. We'll do four more first set. Inhale, come forward to plank. Exhale, lower down. Inhale, push up, working the core with our push-ups. Exhale, hips lead you back too. Inhale, move forward. Exhale, lower with control. Inhale, push up, lifting through the sides of the waistline. Exhale, using the hips, extending back into down dog. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, back four. One more first set. Inhale, forward. Exhale as you lower. Inhale, press up. <laughs> Exhale, back, downward facing dog. Can you also tell that we haven't done that in a while? Right foot towards the center of your mat. Left leg lifts straight up and back. Three-legged dog. Hang out. Notice. Notice your dog. Knee and toes point down as though you could balance a glass of water on the backs of your hips, keep your hips at an even height. As you press your hands down and forward, reach your hips up and back. You might even look 
up and back at those left toes. For me, I get to see the beauty of the sun shining behind me. How about you? Look forward and lunge the left foot forward. If you have your blocks handy, you might place them on either side of your front foot. That's my new favorite thing to do in a lunge. So notice where you want to put, place your hands as you arrive in your lunge. Let's do a little bit of flowing just three times. Exhale, straighten the left leg, round the spine, chin to chest, forehead towards or to the knee. Inhale, melt the hips down and forward, keeping the back leg straight and strong. Exhale, push with the left foot, straighten the left leg, lift into the kneecap, round the spine. Inhale to come forward. Last time, exhale, push the hips back. And inhale, come forward with the, sh- with the wrists below the shoulders, collarbones broaden, legs are strong, hands to hips, elbows back, and then come on up. So um, I've always been kind of a stickler for uh, the front knee going deep, 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 but, <laughs> but I've found in my practice that I need to back off of that sometimes. So notice what works for you. Scissor the legs towards one another. Strengthen the legs, arms to your sides, shoulders roll back. Inhale, sweep the arms overhead. And then we're going to exhale, open the chest towards the left wall, arms down to the height of the shoulders. Inhale, back through center, grow tall. Exhale, open to the left, legs stay the same. Inhale, lift up. Exhale, open left and stay left. So you can either choose to stay here with the arms extended out, palms open to the sky, you can reach back with the left hand, try to grab the outside of the left hip, reach the right arm up and over the head, lean back, lengthen up from your waistline out through your left fingertips, maybe even look up. That's your right, from your right waistline out through your right fingertips. Could be interesting. Can you breathe? If not, <laughs> change your pose. You gotta breathe. Two more breaths. Okay, hands once again, frame the front foot. Two more breaths and then more breaths after that. Okay, right hand either to the block or to the floor at the inside of the left foot. Sweep the left arm up. Open to the chest to the left. Keep the legs as they are. Open up, look up, keep the legs as they are. Perhaps you revolve the right ribs towards the ceiling, left ribs towards the floor. And then look down, hands down, press back, DFD, downward facing dog. Walk it out, get reacquainted with your dog. Then bring your dog to stillness. Second and final set of push-ups for today. Inhale, come forward to plank. Exhale, lower down with control. Inhale, press up. Exhale, either back, down dog, or child's pose if you're doing these on your knees. Inhale to come forward. Exhale, lower with control. Inhale, push up using that core. Exhale, hips shift back. Push the hands down and forward. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, back. I have not been counting. That's probably three. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, back, forward. Clearly, I need some yoga this morning. 
Inhale forward, exhale lower. Inhale press and exhale back downward facing dog. Left foot towards center, right leg lifts straight up and back. Three legged doggy pose. Knee and toes point downward, making a shelf with the low back. Again, maybe look up and back to your right toes. Maybe you see the radiance of the sun shining behind you as I do. Arrive in this moment. What do you let go of? What do you cultivate? Look forward, lunge the right foot forward, set up with blocks either side of the front foot or don't. Right leg forward, left leg back, collarbones broad, and let's flow three times. Exhale, push with the right foot round the spine, straighten the right leg. Inhale, back to the lunge. Exhale, hips go back. Pyramid pose. Ish. Inhale, forward. Last time, exhale. Pyramid pose. Inhale, forward to the lunge. Reestablish your lunge. Hands to your hips, elbows towards the back. Lift the chest up, arms to your side. Sweep your arms overhead. Reach up, maybe look up. And then we're going to exhale, open right, arms down to the height of the shoulders. Inhale, forward. Exhale, open right. Inhale, forward. Last time, exhale, open right and hold. Arms down to the height of the shoulders. Maybe stay here or wrap your right arm back to the reach for the outside of the left hip. Left arm up and overhead. Maybe look up. Maybe curl back. Maybe inventory the face, soften the face, surrender to the moment. What does that even mean? I say things, I'm like, what does that mean? How do I do that? Surrender to the moment. Okay, come back. <laughs> Left hand to the inside of the right foot, either on the floor or a block. Sweep the right arm up. Open the chest, keep the legs as they were. Left ribs towards the ceiling, right ribs towards the earth. Embrace the sky. Hands frame the front foot, press back, downward facing dog, five breaths here. I'm up. Uh, Potentially going to do some yoga, <laughs> tucking my sweater into my sports bra here, uh, so I can see my feet and that glorious sunshine behind me. Um, <laughs> just a play-by-play -play on what's happening with me on my mat. But uh, anyway, I was, uh, <laughs> I might be teaching yoga to my daughter's kindergarten class, and this would be done online, but I was really thinking about how to present yoga to children. Um, and I was thinking that I, I do this with adults too. I really love the names of the poses and how the names of the poses can inform the experience of the pose and might give us perspective on what to feel and where to feel um, when we do these specific shapes. And I was thinking, down dog, it's just like, it's a playful pose. It's a 
joyful pose. Like, people love dogs. Dogs are not that polarizing. It's like most people like, at least like dogs. (laughs) Because dogs are, you know, they have a, most dogs, you know, you can see a joy. You can see the energy of life flow through a dog. So how do you find that in this pose? Maybe you wag your tail a little bit. (laughs) Maybe it's something that is not as visible from the outside that is experienced inside the shape. Then let's bring the knees down to the floor and sit back on your heels. So this is our, uh, this is our headstand practice. And uh, I would invite you, you guys, I, I don't know if I'm going to go through the whole process of uh, explaining headstand, because if you listen to this podcast, if you watch this live stream, chances are you've got a pretty solid headstand practice. So um, if not, I'll give you an option to practice forearm dog pose or dolphin pose. Interlace the fingers, place the elbows shoulder width distance apart, and then uh, from the forearm table pose, you're going to lift your hips up and back into a forearm dog pose. So if this doesn't feel, uh, if you don't feel confident in this shape, then this is where you want to practice creating strength to uh, get that confidence that you'll want in order to go upside down, supporting the weight of your body on your forearms and on your head. So if uh, so, stay there, or you know, start to move into your headstand in whatever way that you like. So one very challenging way to do this is to bring the head down, forearms down, and then try to lift the hips as high as you can, and then float the legs up off of the floor in tandem. Or you could also do one leg and let the other leg follow. Lots of different interesting things you could do in a headstand. So um, headstand is a pose that is a, um, a work, <laughs> work in progress pose. It's a pose that um, usually requires some um, buildup to actually get into a headstand for the first time. So that's why it's a great pose to uh, stick with, to revisit uh, for at least a little while um, every time you come to your mat if it's something that you cannot do but you would like to be able to do. Okay, what variations do you want to try today in your headstand? So um, one thing that sounds good to me, uh, take the left leg forward, slowly extend the right leg back doing a uh, splits pose with one leg in front, one leg behind. And I found I hit the wall, but um, still explore one leg forward, one leg back. Then you start, might start to twist the hips uh, so they angle towards the right. So the left leg sweeps over to the right. Extend through the inseam of the right leg, the inseam of the left leg, pushing out through both feet head remaining stable, (laughs) and then back through center, legs straight up, and then let's go the other way, right leg forward, left leg back, 
Extend through the inseam of both legs. And if you're following along with me, right leg over to the left, just shifting the hips. Keeping the head and neck and shoulders stable, stable base. And if you've, uh, if you've done the splits with uh, your legs and bottom on the floor, notice how this is different. It's cool to like change your relationship to gravity and to the earth and do the same shape. Okay, back through center, legs back together. And then what else could we do? Feet together, knees apart. Extend out through the inner thighs, lengthen up through the tailbone. And what I really like to do is the wide-legged splits, take the legs apart, extend through the inner thighs, lengthen up through the tailbone. I'm kicking all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I didn't really allow myself enough space, I guess. So just be playful. Once you have the strength and the confidence in your headstand, you can explore all these cool uh, leg, leg and hip explorations. Jason, you might be doing your um, Padmasana, your lotus headstand. I have not, not gotten there yet. <laughs> that eludes me. <laughs> okay feet together do you want to come down the same way you come, came up legs together waistline back slowly with concentration and confidence lower the feet back to the floor okay what what a long what a long one right okay so uh, come back into a wide legged child's pose uh, knees apart, big toes touch, push your hips back towards your heels, and then enter or slide your hands forward, forearms down, head resting on the floor, or you can turn, uh, forehead rested on the floor, you can turn one cheek to the mat. So again, this opportunity to rest and reflect. If you have one cheek turned, now turn the other cheek. Forehead back to the floor, knees together. Again, sink your hips to your heels and sweep your arms back into a fetal position. Now allowing the weight of the arms to round forward.
Okay, slowly round up along the spine. Come into a rock pose. Shoulder blades down the back. Chest squared forward. And find your strap or strap substitute. Tuck your toes under. Sit back on your heels. So I've seen people kind of tuck their, uh, baby, their baby smallest toe with their fingers. If that toe is still pointing back. I don't know. My feet. <laughs> I've got short toes. <laughs> so I don't really find the need to do that. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, from rock pose, let's take the arms straight out in front with uh, about a shoulder width distance between the hands. So pull your strap taut and extend your arms. So this is uh, rounding the upper back. Uh, let's like, exaggerate the round of the upper back. So as the knuckles push forward, the middle upper back uh, rounds. And then we're going to draw the shoulders in and lift the heart. So round and push or punch. Shoulders on the back, shoulder blades down the back, collarbones broad. Let's do that a couple more times. Push, and this can be done with breath. What are we going to do here? Exhale, push. Inhale, lift. Exhale, push. Inhale, lift. Pull the strap taut, collarbones broad. Exhale, push. Inhale, pull. Stay here, lengthen your spine, and then sweep the arms up and overhead. Extend up through the knuckles and, and draw the shoulder blades together. So just explore here, what and where are you feeling? interesting look you know anything can really be interesting in in your body so uh, meet your meet this moment with curiosity and often we we react to our yoga our yoga teachers um, what are we supposed to be feeling and you know my common reaction is well what what do you feel and um, if it's you know if it's excruciating pain, then, you know, let's uh, modify, let's uh, do something different. But um, if it's just, ooh, my shoulders feel really tight, or my right arm is, feels a lot more um, strained in this than my left arm. So just be curious about the specifics of what you feel. And then with this information, what do we carry forward? What do we leave behind? And you can always point those toes when, it's, when it feels like it's time. And then release the arms back down. Uh, come into a table position. And then we're going to turn the fingertips towards the knees. Turn the fingertips towards the knees. Wrists under the shoulders. And then from here, we're going to start to shift the hips back. So just extending, stretching out the wrists a little bit. 
You can sway from side to side a little bit with the shoulders, and that's going to change the um, which wrist is experiencing this more acutely. Keep breathing. And then come forward to lift the hands up. Let's do some flicking of the fingers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, then turn the wrists the other way so your palms are facing up. Gorilla, gorilla wrists. Okay, start. Oh man! So even just here, the the hands, uh, the wrists bearing weight in this in this position might be uh, a lot. So you could just kind of uh, pull back, <laughs> pull back with the sides of the waistline to take weight out of the wrist, or you can sink more weight into the wrist. And then again, if you're feeling like this is tolerable, bearable, you might even start to shift the hips back again. And then again, the hips might sway a little from side to side. Come forward, lift the hands, and then flick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Shake them out. Get silly, get wiggly. This is a game I was thinking of playing with kids. You go, wiggle, 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 wiggle. Stop. Take a breath in. Hands together at the heart center. Big breath in through the nostrils. Sigh it out. Release your arms down. Come to standing. <laughs> I learned so much from teaching my children. I don't know if uh, anybody else, anybody else who's a parent or just is, uh, you know, is <laughs> teaches children. But it's like everything I say to my kids. I'm like. Am I listening to myself? I need to be hearing all of these things. It's like we're just learning the same lessons again and again throughout our life, are we not? Um, feet together, base of the big toes touch or feet apart, shoulder width distance apart. Take your strap again. So in this standing position, take your strap, extend your knuckles forward, plug your arms in. So um, much like we do in uh, tabletop, the cat-cow, so there's uh, we have the rounded spine where we're pushing our knuckles forward and the open spine. So we're getting the length of the arms and the plugging in of the shoulders at the same time. Keep that strap taut with the hands, shoulder width distance, and then sweep the strap overhead. Remember this, we did the same thing from rock pose. Push down through the feet, root from the tailbone to the earth, lift up from the waistline through the knuckles, gaze is forward, but <laughs> strap is taut and then lean the upper body towards the left, rooting down through the left heel. Inhale center and exhale, lean left. 
inhale center and exhale right without locking out the knees tone the muscles of the legs move with the breath side to side Okay, back to center. Start to draw the biceps back behind the ears. So, keep the head forward, arms go back. Push the feet down, tone the muscles of the legs. So arms are just starting to go back behind the head. Extend through the knuckles, shoulder blades on the back. And then look up, tilt the chin to the sky. Where are we going? I can hear you. Into the unknown. Man, that was another Elsa line. I can hear you, but I won't. Some look for trouble while others don't. Okay, it's becoming my personal tribute to Frozen 2 here. Uh, let's go back into the unknown. Gaze up, arms back, curl back. As little or as much as you want to see into the unknown. Head stays suspended or our head releases back. Lift into the heart space, ground through the feet. Strong, confident, base with the legs. When you're ready, come back from the unknown, back into the known. <laughs> Arms to your sides. Relax the the strap <laughs> and then let's do some more playful more fluid movements with the body with the shoulders take the strap overhead hands slide apart and then draw, draw the strap down behind the back inhale lift the strap up and then maybe exhale bring it forward you might walk the hands closer together gradually inhale strap goes up Exhale, strap comes down, and again. Do you like to bring it down in front of you, or do you like to just do it, do it behind you? So it's your call, exploratory movement of the shoulders. And with these exploratory movements, always the opportunity to uh, modify, to decide a... Um, decide a path forward that is really uh, in response to your experience. And then again, part of this path forward is not only about the things, the ways that you decide to move your body, but the ways you decide to um, direct this monologue or internal dialogue that's uh, always going on. What, where is the mind? Where is the mind going? Okay. I don't know about you, but that felt an awful lot like doing a wheel pose. So that's where we're going today. Let's uh, Take the feet apart and just fold forward. Maybe fingertips come down onto the floor or onto blocks to bring the floor closer to you. And then let the head hang forward. Walk out the legs, releasing through the low back.
Okay, if you'd like, bend the knees, sink the hips towards the heels. Do it once, do it twice. Why the heck not? Let's do it three times. And then bring the hips all the way down to the floor. Place the blocks off to the side and let's come onto our backs. Take your feet hip width distance apart and then cup your hands behind your thighs. Lift your chest, broaden your collarbones and then lift the feet up away from the floor. You can either have feet, up, uh, feet and knees apart or feet and knees together. Preparing for our boat pose. Turn your palms to face up. Straighten the legs, all options. Come into boat pose and option again to practice your bellows breath. Stoke the inner fire. Uh, exhale sharply, inhale more automatic. Exhale through the nostrils, belly button pulls in like this. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Hold the thighs, release the feet down, lift the chest up, pull the ribs towards the thighs, and then we'll do our half, uh, our boat pose to half boat pose. Okay, so this will be fun. <laughs> Let's frame this as fun. Before we go into it, cup the thighs, shins parallel to the floor, pull back through the, uh, what are we doing? I don't know. Let's find out what we're going to do with the feet. Um, I'm flexing my feet, pulling the toes back, pushing through the heels, lift the chest up, cup the backs of the thighs, and then you can either take the arms by your sides, palms face up, arms beside the legs, or reach the arms up as though you're holding a ball, reaching it to the sky. And then as you exhale, push through the feet, come into Ardha Devasana, lengthen the legs, lower the back of the chest to a hover. Inhale, thighs in towards the chest. You can grab them if you like, arms to the sides of the legs or reach up. Exhale, come on down. Inhale, lift up. Exhale, lengthen the legs, lower the chest. Inhale, thighs to chest, chest to thighs. Look up, reach up perhaps. Exhale, push it out. Three more. Inhale, come on up. Exhale, push it out. Inhale, lift up. Exhale, push out. Last inhale, come on up. Exhale, push to Ardhanavasana, come to a hover, collarbones broad, palms to the ceiling, push through the feet for 10, maybe do the bellows breath, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh my gosh. Release. Arms to your sides, feet up with distance. <laughs> And now we're going to stretch out the abdomen. So we are going to start by building our bridge. So our first bridge, we're going to, if you can imagine, it's kind of like a wide, <laughs> a wide floodplain. So it's like, it's shallow water, um, shallow water, but kind of a wide base. So it's going to be a long, low bridge. So uh, arms to your sides, 
heels into the hips, feet, hip, feet parallel, knees hip width distance, and then push the feet down, lift the hips up. So just slowly start to lengthen through the legs, expand the length down uh, the torso, down through the thighs, around the knees, down through the feet, down into the earth. Okay. Interlace the fingers if you'd like. Start to tuck the shoulders underneath the chest, arching the upper back up out of the floodplain. <laughs> uh, setting foundation with the back of the head, the back of the shoulders, the arms. Then perhaps tucking the chin towards the chest as the heart lifts, as you raise the bridge. And then as you look down the front line of your posture, the front line of your chest, you might notice incongruency, imbalance, one side higher than the other. Can you bring more attention internally to that lower side, the shorter side, by breathing into the lung corresponding to that side? A little uh, trippy little exercise, is it not? It's like, when presented, it's like, is that something I can actually do consciously? Maybe. Slowly lower the hips down, untuck the shoulders, lay down your bridge. Feet can widen apart, knees can fall together. Just as we began class, if you'd like, you can bring a hand to your belly, hand to your chest. Reconnect with the expression of your breath. So building our bridge. So that was our initial bridge. Now the water's a little deeper, but the river bread, the river bed is more narrow. <laughs> Can you imagine the bridge we're gonna have to build? So it might be that you want to stick with the floodplain and you want to build that same bridge again. It was a really good bridge. You felt strong and confident, and it was interesting. Uh, but it might be that you want to. Try a bound bridge. So the, we're shortening the base of the bridge by bringing the hands underneath the, the heels of the feet or grabbing the outer ankles if that's accessible. So again, feet are hip width distance apart in parallel. Knees are hip width distance apart. And then we begin to tuck the shoulders as the hips lift. So building our second variation of the bridge. Again, examine the bridge. And then again, consider shaping the bridge from the inside with the breath. Two more breaths. A 
Lower your bridge. Feet apart, knees together, flatten the back, hands on the body again. Rest and reflect. Where has your practice brought you? What do you want to leave behind from this moment? What do you want to cultivate going forward? Okay, so we're going to turn this bridge into a wheel. Let's just call the wheel pose an even bigger bridge, just for, um, what is it called, metaphor's sake. Uh, push your way up, roll to the side, and bring your mat to a wall. So we're going to use our blocks. Short end of the mat at the wall space. And for those of you who have been practicing with me for many a long year, you know I love wheel pose, and I still like to use the blocks. So, um, <laughs> blocks against the wall at a slight angle, shoulder width distance apart. And then we're going to come on down, lie on our backs, place the head between the blocks, and pull the heels up towards the hips, feet are hip width distance, knees hip width distance apart, hands on the blocks. Fingertips towards the shoulders. You probably can't see me because this curtain's in the way. Uh, fingertips towards the shoulders, elbows towards the ceiling. And we're going to take this in two steps or even kind of three steps. So first push the feet down, lift the hips up, and then lift up onto the top of the head. So we are uh, in the first stage going up into the wheel pose. Draw the elbows in, pull the shoulder blades onto the back, Push the feet down, roll towards the bridge of the nose, and then probably narrow the bridge a little bit. So the, the narrower the base, the higher the bridge. So the feet can walk towards the wall, and then everyone together. One, two, three, push! Oh my gosh, don't your arms feel great in this? We really did some good arm work in preparation for wheel pose. Uh, quads might be a little tight. We didn't really focus much there. But, um, you know, <laughs> depending on how you lead up to the pose, different parts of the pose are going to be um, more prepped or less prepped, right? So we really uh, did some good work prepping the arms for this. So hopefully you can straighten the arms here, maybe even look between the bricks down at the mat Ground through the inner feet, lengthen through the knees, lengthen through the tailbone, extend the heart towards the wall. Five breaths. Okay, chin to chest, come on down. I might have been counting my exhales as a separate breath. <laughs> so if you're still up there, <laughs> like I said, I'm not good at counting today. Uh, feet apart, knees together, hands on the body. So uh, back bends 
just energizing. Back bends, energizing. Back bends, revi- energizing, revitalizing. Um, benefit longevity. Um, expressive, heart opening. These are all the, you know, words I associate with um, the practice of backbends. So, also exhausting, <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> Those things, you know, it's like the bigger, <laughs> the more expressive, the more uh, life, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> the more the pose is expressive and uh, heart opening, the more on the other side of that, it's like challenging, frustrating, um, hard to get motivated to do these things. So that's one way, that's one reason um, it's, they're great to practice in class together because we can help, uh, you know, help motivate each other. It's another thing just to keep going, like, especially when you feel like you don't want to do any more backbends. I I've always found this to be so profound uh, my, when I was practicing with um, learning from Christina Sell. She was like, when you uh, are, feel like you're all done with backbends, that's when you're going to do your most successful backbends. Your best backbends are going to come when the ego starts to shed, when you kind of stop, to <laughs> stop thinking you have anything left. <laughs> okay. So that's my prep. That's my uh, motivational speech. Let's do it again. Elbows towards the ceiling, fingertips towards the shoulders, heels in towards the hips, push the feet down, lift the hips up, come to the crown of the head, roll towards the bridge of the nose, walk the feet in, and everyone together. Come on. I know you're going to do this with me, right? One, two, three, push! (laughs) Come on up. Wheel pose. The biggest bridge. <laughs> lengthen the ground through the inner heels, lengthen through the spine. Feel the front body open. Feel the strength, the support of your arms. Look between the hands. Remember to breathe. You gotta breathe. Three more breaths. In. Out. In. Out, that biggest breath in, and lower down, chin to chest, back body on the floor, walk your feet away, walk your feet apart, knees together, hands onto the body. Okay. Are you with me? Are you with me? Is anybody going to respond on the chat? (laughs) Because... We are just going to get playful here. Um, I was talking to a friend yesterday, and um, I feel like yoga (laughs) is not always playful. It's it's hard to get playful sometimes in yoga. So um, because we have like this, we have these values like placed on the pose. Like if I can't do that, then, you know, like I can't enjoy my practice if I can't do that thing. Um, but uh, how do we get away from that? How do we have fun on our mats? Um, I don't know. But 
here's something that I think is fun um, to try, and maybe you want to try it too. So with our hands on the blocks, we're going to come up one more time. And you're, I don't know, maybe you're just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? This is not fun. <laughs> okay, push your feet down, come to the crown of your head, walk your feet in, roll to the bridge of your nose, push on up, wheel pose, chest hurts to the wall, gaze between the hands, what? Hands to the wall. Hand to the wall. Hand to the wall. Push up. You just came up. Did you do that? Okay. Well, look back. Hands to the wall. Hands to the wall. Walk down. Hands to the block. Okay. That's enough. Or pause and do it again. Okay. Back to now. Feet apart. Knees together. Hands to the body. Back to the breath. Sway the knees from side to side, like the windshield wipers of a car. Massaging the low back, soften the abdomen. You can move quickly or you can start to synchronize breath with movement. And then lift the feet, cup the knees, and then again, push the knees into the hands, rock the hips side to side. And then start to be a ball. <laughs> be a ball, you might scoot further from the wall as you rock forward and back along the spine. You might again synchronize this movement with breath. And then come on up and away from the wall, push back, downward facing dog. Hands down and forward, hips up and back. And right foot towards center, left leg lifts. Three legged dog, look to the top of your mat. Lunge your left shin forward, setting up for pigeon pose. Lengthen back through the right leg. You might prop the hips, one or both. Flex the left foot. Consider bringing the left shin closer to parallel with the top of the mat. Wrap the right outer hip down. Lift through the right inner thigh. Lengthen up along the chest. And then drape the length of your torso forward perhaps or stay upright coming down onto forearms if that's accessible or uh, extending the arms forward if you have that space in the um, in the hips probably that would require space in the hips you might find a place to rest your head on a block or fists or forearms and tune in to the left hip.
I'm racking my brain about why this pose is called pigeon pose. I know there's different variations of it, and this is kind of, I, I think this is kind of a prep towards um, a back bend that's called uh, one-legged pigeon pose. But um, <laughs> to me, it's just not relating to my idea of a pigeon. So maybe there's a different name for this pose that we could use. I do think that, um, I know that I, uh, I might have originally uh, t taken this uh, Goldilocks analogy from Jason, but I just love it and I've run with it and I always feel it's very applicable to this shape. So this, this might be the perfect porridge pose where we have to feel around a little bit to that place where the pose is not too, not too much, not not too hot, not too salty, not too firm, and not too soft, and not too, uh, not too cold, but just right. Come back to the breath. Three more breaths. Full, deep inhalations. Awareness in the left hip, maybe in the low back. Slow, complete exhalations. As you're ready, come on up, press back, downward dog. Even it out. And prepare for the second side. Left foot towards center, right leg lifts straight up and back. Lunge the right shin forward. Set up pigeon pose or perfect porridge pose. Second side. So everybody's porridge is going to be prepared a little bit differently. Lengthen back through the left leg. And for your porridge, do you like to tuck those back toes or point them? Do you like to stay upright, lifting the chest skyward, or do you want to drape the torso forward? Do you need the support of a block beneath the head, or would you like to uh, rest your head on forearms or even extend your arms forward, bring the forehead all the way down to the mat?
and your right side and your left side might not want the exact same porridge. You know, even identical twins, they've got different, different opinions, different likes and dislikes. They're not exactly the same. Three more breaths. Okay, push your way up. Find your way back. Downward facing dog. And finally, let's come on down to our backs for the last time of our practice today. You might begin to put on some extra clothing if you've um, warmed up throughout the course of the practice. We're going to cool back down. And again, uh, if you are a longtime practitioner and you have all, a lot of these tools in your toolbox, so you know a lot of these different poses, different ways to feel different things in your body, uh, consider your own instincts. What are you feeling like doing before you find your savasana shape today? So uh, we will do our regular movements, our common movements, by bringing the knees in and up towards the chest. Hug the knees up towards the armpits and then transition into a happy baby shape. Shift from side to side, draw one knee down and the other. Draw the soles of your feet together, wrap your hands around the outside edges of your feet, widen your knees out, lengthen the low back. Push the feet into the hands, let the arms be pulled taut as the back body lengthens along the floor. And then release the feet, draw the knees together. Give yourself a big hug, you wonderful person. 
Wrap your arms around your legs, grab hold of opposite wrists, forearms or elbows, tuck your chin to your chest, forehead towards your, to your knees, squeeze in. Oh, I love you so much. I just want to squeeze you. And then <laughs> that's what you're saying to yourself, right? Extend out through the legs. And then uh, consider again the practice we've had today and how you might feel most supported moving into your savasana today. So I'm uh, I'm gonna put a my uh, jelly roll my jelly roll blanket underneath my knees today, and that's gonna help uh, create a uh, deeper sense of release in the low back. Get some length there after those deep back bending shapes. You might like additional support under your head. You might be taking a completely different shape here, legs up the wall or a child's pose folded over a bolster. Be considerate of yourself. I mean, that's a good place to start if you want to be considerate of other people, right? Like, uh, that was the idea behind this take care. The, the self-care, uh, the nurturing of your nature so that we might have the capacity to nurture and support others to the best of our ability. So nurture yourself in this time. Allow for this space, this time for rest. As if in gratitude for your efforts, There might be some adjusting that goes on before the body feels welcome and stillness. Scan, survey the physical being for any residual tension and effort. And if you find it, you might choose to set it down or let it go.
your next inhale, draw more air into the lungs. Bigger breath in. And if you'd like, audibly sigh. Move fingers, reanimate toes. And then again, this, um, how do you want to move? What is your instinct? Do you want to rock arms from side to side? Circles with wrists, circles with ankles. Eventually bend the knees. Extend one arm along one ear and then roll onto that side of your body, transitioning from a corpse pose into a fetal position. Now push your way up to seated. Any old, any old seat is appropriate for this time. Grow tall along your spine. Bring your hands together at, at heart center. And we'll chant Om one, one time to close the practice. Exhale, empty the lungs. <sighs> Inhale for Om. presence, your patience, and your devotion to this practice. The light in me recognizes and bows to the light in each of you. Namaste. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to